short story, Trying to Be a Hero. Suzanne shivered. Rain had settled into a steady drizzle, and dark clouds hid any vestiges of the evening sun. One of the very last pink and golden leaves of the season fluttered in a gentle breeze, and then, without warning, careened from the heights to land on her head. She tried not to take offense as she plucked off the ragged symbol of autumn beauty and held it before her eyes. She glanced up. Trying to tell me something? Her car, tilted at an odd angle, sat before her like a shopping cart that had lost a wheel. Without premeditated thought, she kicked the flat tire and immediately regretted her actions. Oh, holy cow, that wasn't so smart. I'd say not. It might decide to kick back, and then where'd you be? Suzanne glanced across the road and met a strange woman's gaze. Embarrassment and a tinge of fury ran lamps around her insides. She knew perfectly well that she looked pathetic. She certainly felt pathetic. But heck, no one need make snide comments. Widening her stance like a prize fighter preparing to enter the ring, she ignored her toes, yelping for immediate attention, and faced the stranger. A scene from the OK Corral flashed through her mind. Apparently, the strange woman had never seen the movie, didn't comprehend body lingo, or she simply didn't care how terrible Suzanne's day had been, since she breathed across the street as if it were midsummer and the sun was shining. Flat, eh? Suzanne peered at the outstretched hand. Like now was a perfect time to say howdy and make friends. I'm Georgia, visiting my niece this week from Michigan. I saw the flat, hoped the owner might be some muscle guy who worked at an auto station. Her eyes roved over Suzanne's petite form and shrugged. Guess not. Her eyes continued their stroll and landed on the elementary school. You're a teacher? Mental fibers started to snap, but with a mighty yank, Suzanne gripped her emotions and demanded that they stay in line. Office secretary, terrific job, just I can't get home with a flat tire. Georgia pointed to the trunk. You got a spare in there? She shrugged. I've never actually changed one myself, but I watched my sons do it three or four times. How hard can it be? Bundled in a winter coat over a thick sweater, it was hard to tell Georgia's body build, but Suzanne guessed it's to be somewhere between a heavyweight wrestler and a highland dwarf. Well, we can try, I guess. I hate to call the service station so bloody expensive just to take it a few miles. In the style of a commander-in-chief taking charge of his army, Georgia flipped open the trunk, swept back the cover, lugged out the spare, dropped it handily on the ground, snapped open the enclosed tool kit, and plopped down on the wet ground, fitting the crank under the car. I think it goes here. The word think sent another shiver down Suzanne's spine, but since Georgia seemed to be on a roll, she had no desire to interrupt. When it came time to unscrew the bolts, Suzanne regained a modicum of self-respect by remembering Lefty Lucy, and thus saved her rescuer heaps of time. The sudden downpour didn't seem to affect Georgia like Suzanne thought it would, 
In fact, it appeared to have no effect on her at all. The gray-headed woman unbolted the flat, switched out the tire, and then bolted on the spare with the same calm composure one would expect from a surgeon doing his 50th appendectomy. The painful tangle in Suzanne's middle began to loosen just a bit. Once everything was put away and Georgia slapped her hands free of street grit and broken leaves, Suzanne felt her newly assembled composure disintegrate. Can I pay you for your... I I would have... Georgia waved the suggestion away. You would have called the tow truck and paid a bundle. How far you live from here? Oh, just a few miles. I'll be fine. I really... As Suzanne pictured her empty apartment, loneliness galloped over her confusion and ran it to the ground. Well, before you go, I want you to come in and have a hot cup of tea. My niece is off on one of her trips. God knows where this time. That's why I'm here. I saw her for a few hours and off she ran. I stay and watch the house for a week. She's got an old tomcat that can't find his way from the yard to the food bowl without help. So I got the job, she shrugged. At least it's something to do, she grinned at the replaced wheel. In my declining years. Embracing a hot cup of tea like a rescue boy and ensconced on a very comfortable chair, Suzanne wondered why this stranger felt like the best friend she never had. Georgia plunked down, set her cup on a side table, and leaned forward clasping her hands over one knee. Seems to me that you already had a bad day before you even saw your flat tire. Suzanne's sudden tears surprised her, but it was her own racking sob that unhinged her. Georgia sat comfortably in her chair, waiting, not cajoling or trying to hurry the process. She simply let the strange woman before her cry her eyes out. Suzanne could not have been more grateful. After she wiped her eyes with a tissue that seemed to spring out of thin air, she sat back, took a long sip of her lukewarm tea, and sighed. She lifted her gaze. Georgia munched a Fig Newton, completely at ease. No agenda, no tapping foot or imploring expression, just calm acceptance, as if to say, So, this is how today is going, huh? Suzanne exhaled pulled her feet onto the couch and wrapped her arms around her knees. I lied today. Have you ever lied? Georgia grunted. Oh, yeah, of course, we all do. Sometimes on purpose with lots of planning. Sometimes on the spur of the moment without thinking. We usually have a fairly good reason, or at least we think we do. Well, I lied for one simple reason to get back at someone who hurt me. I wanted her to feel bad. The details don't really matter. Maybe she deserved it for the way she treated me, but the lie was all mine. I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. And what's worse, I did it over and over again so that this woman's reputation will now be forever shattered, or at least questionable. The tears started again. I wanted to punish her but I punished myself far worse. And then you got a flat tire, Georgia snorted. Bet you thought someone was trying to tell you something, eh? 
Nausea rose and started an open rebellion in Suzanne's stomach. She couldn't look up. Listen, you did an awful thing. No matter why, you knew it was wrong, and you did it anyway. So deal with it. You admitted it to me. So tomorrow, go tell the people involved that you lied, apologized your enemy, regain your self-respect, and stop hating yourself. Suzanne blinked, her eyes stinging with the effort. It's not that simple. I'm the nice person. Everyone looks up to me. They trust me. She's the witch everyone hates. If I do that, they'll think I'm some kind of blithering idiot trying to be a hero. Well, in a way, you are. A cat appeared on Suzanne's right. It crouched, sprang, and landed on her lap. She yelped in surprise. And then, as the truth of Georgia's words hit home, she laughed. Georgia grinned. You like cats? Not usually, but this one. She peered into the orange-eyed calico as he kneaded his paws into her lap and started his engines full throttle. He's fine. Good. I'll leave him in your care while I go warm up the kettle. I think one more cup is in order before I send you out into the rainy night. Suzanne leaned against the chair and felt the cat curl up in a contented ball. Her shoulders relaxed and warmth spread throughout her whole body.